0: Hello, and welcome to Addicted to Murder. This is Courtney, licensed professional counselor.
1: And I'm Trisha. and I know a sentence that uses every letter in the English language.
0: Oh, I'm fascinated. Please tell me.
1: The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog.
0: Oh. Where'd you learn that one? Google. Thank you, Google. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, welcome back to part two of Willie Picton. We're picking up um, right after the attempted murder of Wendy. And we want to uh, shout out as always. Thank you for our followers, our listeners, all of the comments we get. Please remember to email us any comments or questions to addicted to Myrtle Addicted to murder podcast at gmail.com.
0: Right, or you know, hit us up on our social media on Facebook or Instagram, at Addicted to M podcast. And also, if you feel like rating, reviewing, subscribing, um, that always helps. On whatever format you listen to our podcast on.
1: Yes, we're on iHeart Radio and um, Google now, so we're we're pretty much on all of them. Almost. Almost all of them. Okay. All right. So here we go. So a worker on the farm, his name is Bill Hiscox, would share that over a three-year time, he noticed women visitors of the farm would go missing. In 1999, a former farmhand of Willie Scott Shubb notified Vancouver police that a drug-addicted mother he had spoken with had seen a body of a woman hanging in the slaughterhouse of the farm. She would later deny the story when questioned But much further down the line, she did verify the story, citing she was afraid to talk at the time because she needed money and drugs from Willie. This woman was also interviewed in the pig farm and um, she lived at the house at the time and they had gone together to go pick up a hooker, brought the hooker back. Willie and the hooker went in one room. She went into another room. She woke up for whatever reason, um, saw that willie was in the farm saw a light on went out to the farm and saw the woman hanging there dead and willie from what she said threatened her and said that she would be right next to him next to her if she said anything so that coupled with her drug addiction is what kept her quiet another close friend of picton told hiscox that she saw identification paraphernalia and women's clothing at the farm But when police questioned her, she too did not spill about what she had seen. So Courtney, can you explain to us how addiction can make people justify not coming forward with information about a possible murderer in their midst?
0: Absolutely, yeah. So people stay quiet for many different reasons. And when drug addiction is involved, it just adds more incentive to not rock the boat. Right. They may be afraid that if they talk to the police, they'll be arrested themselves for having drugs on them or drug related crimes. Um, They may not want to lose their supplier by turning them in. They may be afraid of retaliation, particularly when a gang like the Hell's Angels are involved. So like the risk of being murdered for being a snitch is Mm -hmm. very real. Yeah. Or maybe they were just afraid that they might be, you know, next and that nobody would care to search for them because of their circumstances, given the way the police had handled all of the other similar murders.
1: Well, and at this time, finally, the police are starting to take notice of all of these women missing because they are trying to um, get onto Willie's property. In that documentary, again, they had a list of possible suspects because they're now seeing this pattern. They are now, yes, acknowledging that women are going missing and they're not coming back, and uh, most likely they're, they're murdered. And Willie was on the list. Um, he wasn't super high up, but he was on the list, and because of that pre- previous um, arrest, but they didn't have enough concrete evidence or an eyewitness account to to do to get a warrant. So. Eventually though in February of 2002 a former employee of the Picton farm came forward to the police and had told them that they that he had seen illegal firearms in Picton's trailer and this was enough for the police to get a search warrant. So on February 5th the task force raided the property and during this investigation they did find the illegal guns and several items belonging to missing women. They were able to arrest Picton on a weapons charge but allowed him to be out on bail with the stipulation that he could not return to the farm as the investigation was ongoing. There was much evidence discovered during this investigation. Women's clothing, handcuffs, a prescribed inhaler with a missing person's name of Serena Abbots- Abbotsway was found. There was blood found in the trailer that, through DNA testing, was identified as missing person Mona Wilson. This evidence landed Willie back into the jail cell with the charge of two counts of murder that February. He was charged for three more counts of murder for Jacqueline McDonnell, Diane Rock, and Heather Bottomley in April. Another charge in April for Andrea Josberry was added and four more for Heather Chinook, Tanya Hollick, Sherry Irving, and Igna Hall on October 3rd. All of this led to the largest investigation in Canadian history at the cost of 70 million Canadian currency. Thousands of DNA samples were taken, tons of rock was excavated while they searched for victims, and 12 more charges were added in 2005. So at this time, he was charged with 27 charges, or yeah, he was charged with 27 first-degree murder charges. Sadly, many of these bodies were so badly decomposed and eaten by pigs, yes, pigs, and insects that these victims were hard to identify He also likely hid human remains in the barrels of animal byproduct he would take to a rendering plant and be disposed of. And to top all that off, in March of 2004, the Canadian government advised the public that meat bought off the Picton farm may have had human ground in with the pig and to be warned if they had any on hand. Yuck. Willie had told Chubb and another man named Andrew Bellwood stories of how he how he killed. He would use windshield washer fluid and needles and give it to the female addict to kill her. He would also kill prostitutes by handcuffing, strangling them, bleeding them and gutting them before feeding them to pigs. It sounds like he would use the training he had from being a butcher and apply it to his victims. Courtney, does the way he kill his victims give us a clue on what kind of monster Willie is? We haven't delved so much into the diagnosis the, at this point as much as we did with Ted. They're vastly different people. So what is your take on Willie?
0: So you're correct that Ted and Willie are very different in a lot of ways. So Willie's methods of handcuffing or injecting his victims likely speaks to maybe a belief or an understanding that these women would maybe probably not sleep with him by choice. So he would need to subdue them in order to control them long enough to sexually assault them. And then, once finished, killing them and dismembering their bodies may have just been kind of a a thing that had to be done. Um, kind of based on Willie's upbringing and his sort of lack of deference for life in general.
1: Like the way his mom kind of tried to dispose of that blonde body.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so... The way he would bleed out, butcher, and process the bodies of his victims was kind of exactly the same thing that he would do after killing a pig or a cow on the farm. Now we don't have too much information about how Willie really thought about the women that he killed, or why he killed them, but we could guess that there was likely unresolved anger towards his mother, um, you know, for his treatment of him and her killing his pet which may also have played a role. Um, And then along with, you know, feelings of maybe anger or resentment towards his brother for kind of all of his womanizing ways um, and sadness at, you know, his proposal being rejected by Sandy. Um, I think there's, we just don't have as much kind of things that Willie himself Mm -hmm. has said um, to get a a very clear idea so this is all of course just speculation
1: right yeah there's not mm-hmm. as much research done on him as there was with ted
0: mm-hmm.
1: well picked and pled not guilty to all charges on january 30th 2006 during this trial unsettling evidence was presented this included human remains in a garbage bag skulls that were cut in half and stuffed with hands and feet Teeth and jawbones were found in the slaughterhouse, and a 22 revolver with a dildo attached that had both his and a victim's DNA on it. He claimed he used that as a silencer. Um, Courtney, do you think these were trophies?
0: I don't really necessarily think that these were trophies. Um, The things like the driver's licenses and the inhaler with the ID and the clothing kind of make more sense as trophies but it's hard to know for sure. But, you know, based on what we know about Willie, I would think that the kind of leftover body parts were more just a result of carelessness. You know, he was not known for being organized or meticulous, so it's very possible that he just, you know, missed some things when he was cleaning up, and his apparent belief that he wouldn't get caught, since he hadn't been yet, would have made him not really worry about it.
1: Right. So I don't really understand how a jury could come to this conclusion, but in his first trial of six of the, of the victims, he was going to have multiple trials. He was found guilty for second degree murder instead of the first degree murder that he um, was sort of originally charged with. First degree murder in Canada is intent to kill with forethought. Second degree murder is intent to kill without forethought. This meant that he had to serve 10 to to 25 years before being possibly paroled. The judge changed the ruling after hearing many victim impact statements and made it impossible for parole until 25 years. My question, and I just want to know if you um, agree with me, is I feel that he had premeditated these acts I feel that he knew that night he was going to go down and get a hooker and he knew he was going to kill that hooker or addict at the party or you know whomever I think that that was something he planned I feel like he should have been convicted of first degree murder what do you think do you think he premeditated these acts or do you think he spontaneously decided oh I'm not going to let this one go I'm going to kill her because I feel like it right now
0: You know, it is hard to say for sure, right? Um, You know, if we think of it from a jury's perspective, right, because they're the ones who made that decision of Mm. second-degree murder instead of first-degree, you know, he is the opposite of Ted, right? He's awkward and reserved and he doesn't have those narcissistic traits that Ted had, right? So... If the jury kind of didn't see him as someone capable of that kind of like calculated cold-blooded murder, then, you know, because of his demeanor or because of his IQ, which I'm sure was brought up at the trial, um, that could have worked in his favor. And then you kind of think about the way that Willie found and killed his victims, right? Sometimes it was going for sex workers down in Vancouver. Sometimes it was taking someone back from a party on the property. Um, So it wasn't always the same MO. Um, And so that could be looked at as maybe they're just being victims of opportunity. And kind of the other thing to think of as well is that there was not one singular way with which Willie killed all of his victims, right? Some of them... Were injected with windshield wiper fluid. Some of them were shot with guns. Some of them were strangled. Some of them were stabbed. Um, so, you know, if we're comparing something like a like a Ted Bundy, who is very organized, he does the same thing pretty much every time, um, to Willie, who does kind of whatever he wants to do in that moment or whatever is available. I could see how his murders could appear to be. Um, like unplanned
1: well and unlike ted he used his money to buy a defense lawyer (laughs) and defend him (laughs) and i couldn't find how long the jury deliberated but i'm sure it was not as quick as ted's
0: i think i saw it was like two or three days
1: okay Right. Mm -hmm. And Ted's first conviction was seven hours. Right. So, you know, there's something to be said for actually allowing a defense attorney. And most likely since he had millions of dollars, he got a good one to, um, you know, represent you. So he got at least 25 years. And Mm -hmm. what do you think about that versus what maybe he would get in the United States? Do you think that's like a short amount of time? I mean, even if it is second degree murder, it's six women.
0: Sure. And I mean, if you think about it, it's not 25 years. It's life without parole until 25 years. So that means that after 25 years, he'd be up for parole, but the parole board would still have to grant him parole. And so essentially, you know, we can assume that that's not going to happen. And so it's. It's the same, I think, as getting a life sentence.
1: Okay, so just again, um, because of the seventy million dollars it took to excavate Bill, uh, Willie's property and find all his evidence, and then there was another thirty million um, for the court cases and everything like that. So this guy cost the Canadian government one hundred and six million dollars or something like that. So just throwing that out there, these assholes don't just kill women or whomever, but they also cost a lot of money to prosecute them. Yes. So as for the other twenty murders, uh one charge was thrown out. Prosecutors said they would not proceed on the charges. They cited that even if he was convicted, he was already getting the maximum punishment by the by the law. Some of the families were relieved because they didn't want to relive it, but some of them felt like justice hadn't been served. And I I get both arguments here. Where do you fall on this line? Do you think that they should have um, proceeded with the 20 other murders prosecuted for them?
0: You know, I think there's merit to both both sides, right? As far as the families go, I definitely feel for, for the ones that don't feel like they get the justice that, you know, they deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if you think about the over a hundred million dollars that you know the government had already spent on the trial. Imagine how much more a right. trial for another twenty victims.
1: Right, because they were gonna they were gonna split them up into six. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, that's six more trials. Or
1: well, no, I mean yeah. six, six six victims. So mm. it would be at least three trials. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So. Well. Um, there was an undercover officer in jail with Willie and. He admitted, Willie admitted to the undercover officer that he killed 49 women. So this is on tape somewhere. I wasn't able to find it, but I did find the transcripts. And I scrolled through 179 pages to find this confession. Um in the first pages, the guards are trying to get Willie to take a shower because he is nasty and he is refusing. He he, he's just saying he will only take a bath. If there's not a bath, he's not gonna bathe at all. And this literally was several pages long about him talking about bathing in a bath rather than shower. So, you know, obviously that predilection was still
0: there. Yeah, that phobia (laughs) did not go away. Right.
1: Um, But I did find where he admitted to killing two women. This was at the end of the 179-page transcript, of course. Basically, it was when his lawyers came back and said he was screwed. Courtney... Will you play the officer, uh, the undercover officer, and I'll play Willie? And this, um, I I created a script from the transcript that I read.
0: Absolutely, let's do it.
1: Okay, let's take ourselves back to our drama days. I lettered in drama in high school.
0: Yes, that's a thing. And coincidentally, I minored in theater in college.
1: Well, sweet action. Let's dust off our acting skills and see what we do. Um, So this is, I wrote it verbatim from the transcript and um just a precursor the undercover officer curses a lot so listener warning here we go all right got me they got me on this one
0: no no shit fuck what have they got fuck all there's old carcasses so they have you got you know what i'm saying dna fuck yeah Oh, come on, buddy. Fuck, that's nothing. They can't finalize, though, if you if you fucking got, if, if you got a fucking missing person. It's fucking pretty hard to collect DNA on that. They got DNA. Fuck, guy does it right. I find the best way to fucking dispose of something is fucking take it out to the ocean. Oh, really? Oh, fuck, do you know what the fucking ocean does to things? There ain't much left. I did better than that. <laughs> Who?
1: Me. No, huh? A rendering plant. Eh? A rendering plant.
0: <laughs> no shit. <laughs> That's gotta be fucking pretty good, hey? Mm-hmm. Can't be much fucking left.
1: Oh, no, only I was kind of sloppy at the end, too. Uh, getting too sloppy. Yeah. They got me oh, fucking too sloppy. I was gonna do one more. Make it an even 50. That's why I was sloppy. I just wanted one more. Make the big five zero insane. End scene. Okay. So, what do you think about that? The fact that he admitted to killing 49 women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they only found the remains of 27. That potentially means that pigs ate the people. We ate the pigs. Well, not we, but, you know, people ate the pigs. Um, mm-hmm.
0: That's disturbing. Right. It is, you know, and I think... Probably, you know, women started being murdered by Willie Picton before 1996.
1: Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, the the missing persons started adding up way before that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you think his brother had anything to do with it?
0: No, I don't think so. I've seen some uh, or read some interviews with him after the fact um, where he at least claimed to not have any knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: How could he not, though? I mean, I'm sorry. If he, if he lived on the farm, I don't, maybe he didn't. I don't.
0: Yeah. Well, I think at the end there, you know, he, Dave, the brother lived in like the main farmhouse Mm -hmm. and on a totally different part of the property, Willie lived in his trailer. And I mean, Dave didn't really do much with the farm part of it. He kind of avoided that. So.
1: All right. Robert Willie Pickton remains incarcerated at the Port Cartier Correctional Institution, which is a maximum security prison. He is currently 72 years old. Courtney, what uh, what do you think about this? This case is way different from the Ted case, and as we said, almost the opposite end of the spectrum, but it led to the same place, just a different
0: path. It did. Um, you know, really, the the one good thing actually came out of this whole ordeal um, and that is that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and the Canadian version of the FBI were finally forced to face the epidemic of missing and murdered Indigenous women that had previously been ignored. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's still a big problem um, in Canada and in the U.S., to be honest. But at least now people see it. And are starting to take action, and I believe during the course of kind of starting that investigation, that eventually led to Willie, um, a task force was created to start looking for those indigenous women.
1: Yeah, um, you know we will see as we cover other serial murders that they will target the less dead, the men and women who won't be missed. Only because their families have already kind of separated from them. So there's really no one there, at least for a good long while, to report them missing. Um, and it's unfortunate because these marginalized people have very little advocacy on their behalf and are victims all the time to not just serial killers, but all sorts of things. So, yeah.
0: And the fact is that their lives matter. Of they, they matter
1: well you know it looks like willie may not have been addicted to drinking or drugs like the people he hung out with but i think he was addicted to murder
0: i agree
1: yeah well next week i'll be presenting a serial killer that at his time of death was the longest incarcerated inmate in the oregon department of corrections history
0: i'm excited done done
1: See you next next Tuesday.
0: Tuesday. Bye.